For those of you guys who don't know me, my name is Beth and it is great to join you guys from my humble living room tonight. I am really excited for you guys. Uh, I've been planning and praying this and think that God has got some really good stuff to say to you guys. But the first thing I want to do with you guys tonight is to share three facts with you guys that I have found on Google. These facts, once you leave cruise tonight, I say leave, they'll still be in your home. You can go and you can bore your friends, your family or whoever else you want to with these facts. So the first fact I would like to share with you guys is that you are about 1% shorter in the evening than you are in the morning. I'd love it if someone could like take pictures of this against a wall and like prove it. But apparently you are shorter in the evening than in the morning. Apparently this is a thing. The second fact that I found on Google is that during the average lifespan, the average person will spend 92 days, I repeat, 92 days sitting on the toilet. Thank you, everybody. I knew you all needed to know that fact. The third fact, I'm going to count down from five after I've said it, because it's the kind of one that I feel some of you guys are probably going to want to try wherever you are sat. So the third fact is that it is physically impossible to hum whilst holding your nose. So I'm going to give you five seconds to try out if you want to. So five, four, three, two, one and stop. You guys can annoy your cruise leaders with that later if you want to have a go at trying to hum whilst holding your nose, but you actually can't do it. But these wonderful facts I found on Google, and I don't know about you guys, but I am always on Google trying to find answers for everything. What time is Merry Hill shutting and where is the nearest Chinese and how do I get from one place to the other? Who is this actor in the film I'm watching? I'm always on Google looking for answers. But there's somewhere else that people often look for answers. And that is in the Bible. And tonight we are finishing off the Explain series, which is all about the Bible. And we are going to think about this idea of looking for answers in the Bible and how the Bible can help us. But first, I want to tell you a quick little story. So this happened a few years ago. I want you to imagine it's coming up to Christmas, a bit like now. Uh, it's coming up to Christmas slowly, eventually. Come on, can't wait for it. And my mum and dad were asking me, what do I want for my Christmas present? And I couldn't really think of anything apart from one thing that I wanted. And I really wanted one of those little Instax mini Polaroid cameras so that I could take loads of these little vibey photos and have them all around my room. So this was the only thing that I'd asked for. And it gets to Christmas Day, there's a little pile of presents there. And I go and I'm opening them all up and there is one box left at the end. I know the size and the shape of that box. And I get really excited and think, this is the moment that I'm gonna get my dream camera. And as I rip back the paper, no, 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 inside was not one of these, which I was really hoping for. Inside was one of these. This is not some weird hair diffuser. This, everybody, is a hand blender. Now. At no point had I told my parents I wanted a hand blender, but uh, my mum could tell from my face in the moment, she's like, don't you like the present? And I'm there going, oh no, it's really lovely, it's just not what I expected. And my mum keeps pushing me like, don't you like the present? And I just had no idea where they thought I'd want, why I'd want a hand blender. And my mum just goes, just thought you might want to make some soup. Now, camera, soup making, two very different things. And although I was very grateful for the present, I was a little bit disappointed. I had built up these expectations. I thought I was getting something and I didn't get it. And I was a little bit sad and I was a little bit disappointed. 
But sometimes I think this is actually how we can feel when we or other people approach the Bible. We can go to it with questions, looking for answers, and actually we come away feeling frustrated or confused or disappointed or underwhelmed. And we just feel like it hasn't got the answers that we are looking for. I mean, maybe you've heard the Bible being described as an instruction manual or like a spiritual Google, or maybe you've heard of it as a place to find solutions to every single thing that's going on in your life. But we all know, actually, we can't go to the Bible for answers about everything because the Bible is not going to help you find answers for your biology homework. It's not going to help you find out how to start up your own side hustle off a hobby that you love or how to get big on Instagram or TikTok. The Bible doesn't have those kinds of answers. It can't answer every single little thing. And for those of you who have read the Bible before, maybe you've opened up the Bible and found that it has answered questions you didn't have, like how many people were in certain tribes? Or maybe you've had certain questions and you've tried to find certain answers and it didn't have the answers you wanted. Or maybe you have just approached the Bible and you have come away with more questions and you've been really confused. But the thing is, if the Bible doesn't seem to answer all our questions, is it actually any use? Is it useful? Is it relevant? What are we missing? And I know what that sounds like, but the good news is, is that it is relevant and it is useful. And so we're going to talk about that tonight because maybe actually uh, we and others need to approach the Bible in a certain way and to see it in a certain light, to make the most of it and to understand what it is to us. And so we are going to have a little look at a part of the Bible to help us with this tonight. And we can find it in the Psalms, which is a book full of songs and poetry. And we are going to look at Psalm 119, which another fact for you guys is the longest chapter in the entire Bible. If you read it beginning to end or listen to it on audio Bible, it's about 15 minutes long. And so I'm really sorry to disappoint you guys. But we are only looking at one verse tonight and not the whole 15 minutes. And so we are going to be looking at Psalm 119, 105. And it says this. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. So once again, it says your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. A.K.A. God's word. The Bible is a light for the path of our lives. Now, normally when we think of paths and navigation, you might think of Google Maps or that one time you went on a primary school trip and did orienteering and were given a map and a compass. And when we do those things, there are certain routes to take. We know exactly where to go. If we go on Google Maps, we know exactly how long it's going to take us, exactly what the routes are. We know every little detail of how we are going to get to our destination. But the Bible isn't so much a map as a light, like a lamp or a torch. And I want you guys where you are just to shut your eyes for a second. Don't fall asleep on me, but just shut your eyes for a second. And I want you guys to imagine yourselves on a path somewhere really, really dark. There is no light. Uh, you might be in a forest. You might be in a city with no lights around. You might be on the garden path in your back garden. But I want you to imagine there are no lights. And then you realize you've got a torch, a really bright one in your hand and you turn it on and you use it to look around you. Now, as you look around, you can see the things that are there, that aren't there. You can see if there are any obstacles around. You can see your way forward on the path. Maybe you can even shine a light onto some signposts, which might help you know the direction to go in. Now, the light doesn't force you to take a certain direction. 
But what it does is it helps give you a bigger picture, gives you a bigger perspective. It gives you the wisdom you need to make the best possible choices in that moment. But we don't wait until crises or emergencies to turn on lights. Uh, if you, uh, for example, are in the middle of the night or I don't know, the nights are getting darker, you want to go and get a snack from the fridge, okay? Now, if the fridge didn't have a light and you didn't turn any lights on in the kitchen, you wouldn't be finding those sweet, sweet snacks late at night. We don't wait to turn lights on when we need them. We don't wait until emergencies happen to turn lights on. We turn lights on before we need something. And this is how the Bible works. We get ourselves stuck into it before we get to a situation because we need that light. The Bible gives us light before situations by giving us wisdom. And so getting stuck into the Bible means that we are prepared to make the best decisions possible about our lives. So rather than viewing the Bible like Google to find answers to every specific thing, view it more like a light that will guide you. And we've just got a couple of minutes more of things that I want to say to you guys. Uh, so stick with me. But here's the thing. The light of the Bible works best when we spend time with it, which sounds really obvious. And if you've been around cruise for a while, we do keep saying it. But there's no point in having a light or a lamp or a torch and putting it in another room or another place to where you are. We have to use it. We have to be with it. We need to engage with the Bible and then see what it means for our lives in response. Now, three quick ways that you guys can get stuck into the Bible if you're not sure. Number one, we've gone on about this YouVersion Bible app. If you don't have it, download it. Go onto it and set on the notifications for the daily Bible verse. It will give you a notification on your phone of a daily Bible verse. Read it. Think about it. If it's confusing to you, then you can annoy your cruise leaders with it and ask them what it means. Number two, set a timer for five or ten minutes and spend some time reading the Bible. If you're not sure where to start, I recommend going to the books of Matthew or Mark. They tell you all about the life of Jesus. Set a timer and, and read it for that time. See what it says for you. If you're not a reader, that's fine. On things like the YouVersion Bible app or even if you YouTube them, you can listen to the Bible. So you can do them while you go on a run or you're walking to school. And the third one, especially if you've been a follower of Jesus for a while, is to memorize some verses. Memorizing verses is really, really important. I remember when I was younger and I learned just one simple verse and it was uh, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And ever since I've learned it, there have been situations where I have not felt good enough in situations where I have felt like I am not prepared enough for things like I, I don't have the confidence to get up and even do things like what I'm doing for you guys now that I have just felt really insecure. But I think back to this verse saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And just knowing that without having to look in, in the Bible has meant that in those moments, I am just ready and I can pull on that. And it's been such a help in my life. So it sounds like a really typical old school type thing to do, but you don't need to be going memorizing the whole Bible, but just a few verses that you think would really be helpful to you. And so as we come into land, remember that the Bible is not a Google. It is not a one stop shop for answers. It is a guiding light for your lives. It may not give specific answers, but that's OK. And to see the Bible, we've got to spend time with it. You wouldn't expect to learn how to drive without getting in a car or learn how to play a song on guitar without picking up a guitar. And so we need to spend time with the Bible if we want to know more about faith and the life that God has given us. 
because over time, the Bible's got the power to illuminate our lives, to help us be thankful for the good things, give us comfort in the stressful times and wisdom when we're not sure what to do.